I know normally we start off start this shit off by just fucking randomly rambling, but fuck these niggas. This new J. Cole out right now, so we finna get right into the motherfucking shiznits. Are you doing this work to facilitate growth or to become She's smoking, nigga? Uh lemon heads. Lemon heads. Mother Magnolia. Hey, I got some lemon heads too. Let's smoke. Alright. New J. Cole, nigga. 29.5% THC. Oh shit, that's what they gave us? Yeah. Oh, pie finna be lit today. <laughs> Shout out to all the freedom fighters in Portland, nigga. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, we finna get into it. You know we finna get into it. Everything come back around full circle. Why do lies sound pleasant, but the truth hurtful? Everybody gotta cry once in a while. But how long will it take for you smile? This is that come back to life shit. My niggas Blood is cold. We gon' light the city up as if the sun had the night shit. I can't wait for this whole album. My nigga found that too soon. Yeah. You ready? To the left of that decimal, I need seven figures to play the joint. Turn up your decibels, peepie decimator joint. Check out my projects like them workers that section eight of points. And you'll see how I flip like exclamation points. My niggas shoot first as if they never played the point. More two guards, enough straps to fill for you hogs. More depth than World War II calls around these parts. We put a brown just to drown these thoughts of black corpses in county morgues. Lord, those images haunting. I ain't been asleep yet. It's 10 in the morning. I'm sending a warning. A problem with me is like the BET hip hop awards. I'm starting to see you niggas don't want it. I'm yes, sick of this flaunting. From niggas I know for sure ain't got more dough than cold trash rappers. Ass backwards trying to go toe to toe. We laugh at you. Staff strapped up on top the totem pole to blast at you. Bassmasters, look how they total pole. Got a Know the ropes and a protocol Or they gon' for show Blow your clothes half off like a promo code Made a little tune called folding clothes And a nigga still ain't on the fold Under pressure, well, you know what cold do Make a diamond, they just rhyming me I'm quoting gold One phone call gets you canceled like a homophobe In this PC Ooh. culture Dress me as the goat like they call Chief Keith Sosa In my section, no, like a fucking three-piece sofa I'm known as the chosen one Another dead body lay frozen That's how it goes sometimes When niggas wearing coke not the pros and cons Well I ain't with that sleeping on the ground Like a gopher So I go for mine Everything come back around full circle Yeah, this shit sound pleasant, but the if, if this, if this is the cold That's coming on this new album, man Niggas is in trouble This is just like for your eyes only This is that come back to life shit man. My niggas pick me up And we gon' light the city up As if the sun had the night shit And paint the town red for my nigga Found dead too soon Now I know why they call it blue moon Survival at all costs Everyday niggas get logged off Bodies get hauled off Passing the funeral procession While holding my breath in the car I thought At times I be feeling The devil be winning But do that mean God lost Just got off the phone My nigga he back in the kennel My dog lost I brought him around close to me Before but he became Addicted to clout And all the hoes we need I slowly peep Jealousy on his breath Whenever he spoke to me Like on the low He feeling that in my shoes It's where he's supposed to be I try to ignore the signs But they were in the back of my mind It felt like letting a nigga Come sleep on your couch And he eating up all your groceries my nigga repeated this quote to me. I felt this potency. Said most of these niggas gonna hang themselves just giving a rope and see. Shit, I heeded that. What got shoulder me was screaming that some niggas you gotta leave them back. Unfortunately, we seen the trap. Nigga be on that demon clack. Resultantly, they fiend to clap as often as the genius that misquoting me. Uh. 
Meanwhile, I see that your diamonds is glistening. I'm glad that you shine up and need. I remind you, my niggas is diamond and nickel. Scraping on whatever coin they can find. A petty is trying to commit in it. Just to get by for a limited time. The steepest amount and they trying to climb. I'm here trying to find a derivative. You niggas don't feel me. You see the clout. You don't see the real me. If I was sick, you nigga wouldn't heal me. Therefore, I'm healing myself. Getting into it, my guys. Slowly revealing myself. Building my wealth. A nigga test mine. I'ma kill on myself. Trust me. Everything come back around full circle. Why do lies sound pleasant, but the truth hurt you? Everybody gotta cry once in a while. But how long will it take for you smile? This is that come back to life shit. My niggas pick me up and we gon' light the city up as if the sun had the night shit. And paint the sound red for my nigga found there too soon. Now I know why they call it Bloom. New J. Cole, y'all. Uh, that's off of a uh, new project Just recently released by J. Cole uh, It's a single uh, Containing two tracks called uh, Lewis Street So look that up on your uh, streaming services uh, Apple Music Spotify blah 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 Anywhere you can find the J. Cole shit uh, But you know I had to try to get I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't get in here fast enough to play this shit this week <laughs> No lie No lie uh, What's good everybody out there You are back with two regular guys Plus weed And I am CJ I'm Chris And we just here chilling Right outside of a little place That you may have heard of Recently called Portland, Oregon Where it's been going down So uh <clears throat> Yeah How you doing man? How's your week? That's good Good Anything Anything exciting Happened over the last week? Not really Not for me <laughs> Nothing Just same old same old Fucking Fighting your way through uh through Rona. Pandemic. Hey, so I was on my way out the door actually before we get into any of the shits this week. Uh <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when he said this or if he said this today or recently, but apparently in the day and age of Black Lives Mattering and uh white people kind of feeling like they're getting a little bit pushed to the side. Uh Snoop Dogg had that same motherfucking energy today when he said that Eminem, in his opinion, is not a top 10 artist of all time. And I could not agree more. I'm glad he said it. I'm glad he said it. Because I've said it. 100%. I don't know. He's a good MC. It's, I'll give him that. Okay, I'll give him. He's, he's top 10 white boy rappers of all time. Okay, do me a solid. Mm-hmm. Name the other nine. Ooh. You don't have none. No, I do. I do. I do. No, don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. Hell no. Nah. I know. I know. Fuck that. I will give you a, a just straight up white boy rapper. Let's see. Who's my top? Let's say I'll give you my top five. My top five white boy rappers. I got to go. Eminem is not number one. He's gonna be my my number two, so let me just let, let me let me let me kill the spoiler alert. Me, my personal favorite, and this is just me, Slug. Slug is the number one white boy rapper Ooh. of all time. Slug, atmosphere. No, doesn't no. ring a bell. See, I'm, see but like, what yeah. you know about the you supposed to know about the white get you you see I don't listen see, to white rappers you don't know about the white boys so I say slug number one I don't think they can really do the culture right Eminem number two I would say um as much as it pains me to say it just the numbers that he did actually he's not even a rapper so I'm not even gonna go there all right uh. I'm trying to say who would be. Who, I'm trying to think of who would be a worthy number three, and for me, it's coming down to um, what's the 
Lil Dicky. Oh. Lil Dicky's dope. Lil Dicky. He's, he, he's a comedy rapper. You mean Chris Brown? He's fucking dope. Lil Dicky or Macklemore? Okay, I fuck with Macklemore on, but, on some shit. But either one, either one, Lil Dicky and Macklemore in, the, in, yeah. in my top five. And I'll say rounding out my top five. Mm, damn, this was harder than I thought. Told you. Now that I'm thinking about it, I gotta give it to. You know what? No, my top five is gonna go in in the same way. It's not. It's not a cop out. It's a straight up fucking Beastie Boys. You can't. You can't have a top five they, white rappers without the Beastie Boys. So that, in my opinion, that's <coughs> Beastie Boys are still they're they're the only real like white rappers that right. I ever really listened to though. Yeah. Okay. Because they were my introduction to hip hop. Basically, I mean that was our era. That's when we grew up. You know. But uh, apparently, Snoop. I mean, Snoop broke. He he got to that point where he was like, you know what? I've already gone this far, so I'm just gonna elaborate. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, I don't know what the context to context of this was. Um, let's see here. Boom. I don't know the context of this was, where it came from, whether anybody was asking him about this. Like I said, I just saw this on my way out the door. Um, but let's see here. I Let's see Eminem. Been- this is a quote, quote from Snoop Dogg. Let's see. Um, oh, okay. There we go. Explaining why he didn't. So this is on the Breakfast Club. Uh-huh. Uh, says Eminem, the great white hope. White rappers had zero respect in rap. Um, he was on a video call with Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and uh, Angela Yee from the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that. Uh, and see, Eminem has been put in a position where he can be considered one of the top 10 rappers ever, arguing that he personally doesn't believe that he's worthy of the spot. And so Snoop, back to quoting Snoop Dogg, said the game feels like he's a top 10 lyricist, but that's just because he's with Dr. Dre and Dr. Dre helped him find the best Eminem that he could find. Um, but he said there's just some niggas, you know, there's just some niggas in the, in the 80s that he can't fuck with, uh, like Rakim, Big Daddy Kane. Uh, KRS-One, LL Cool J, Shall I Go On? Like Ice Cube. <laughs> like he said, Shall I Go On? And then proceeded to go on. Um, so, you know what I mean? I, I, I get where Snoop Dogg's coming from. Yeah. Uh, Snoop Dogg is saying that, hey, you know, you can't be considered a top 10 rapper of all time because just because you get a pass uh, because you're the white guy in the room who right. can hold his own. That doesn't get you top 10 that doesn't get you the Mount Rushmore status in our culture and yes it's our culture I'm saying that in the way of urban black individuals because when when I say our culture in the way that Snoop Dogg is re- referring to our culture yeah. this don't even refer to black guys who grew up in the, the, the Carltons of the world <laughs> you know what I mean the Carlton Banks like this is not your this is not their culture either what I'm talking about is black young yeah urban inner city you know what I mean like yeah we, we'll give you your props you know what I mean you've seen it a thousand times if you've been around any group of black dudes and a white dude show up that can either rap a little bit or he can play basketball a little bit he may not be the best but if the fact that he can just show that he can hold his own sometimes gets you an elevated status amongst that group and I think that's what Eminem has been writing for a long time He's been writing that elevated status that you got when you came into something and you were able to do well in it. I'm not even going to cut him short and say he's an average guy. No, he's a he's an above average rapper, but top 10 all time. Nah, there's so many people who get that status just simply for the way that they go about. They went about pay 
paving the way for so for what you have now. This explosion, this right. billion dollar business of of hip hop. Um, if M if M was black, he would have never done close to what he did. If does. M was black, he'd be cannabis. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's and I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not comparing Eminem no. to cannabis. What I'm saying is Eminem would be that class of rapper. Yeah. Cannabis, is he is he a dope rapper? Yes. Yeah. Is he somebody that people will always remember? If you were in that era, Depends. yes. But if you come out if you if you today mm. ask ask a sixteen year old kid today who's an average hip hop consumer who maybe listens to Lil Yachty, Drake, you know what I mean, fucking twenty one savage, whatever the hell, this yeah. kid is not gonna know who the fuck cannabis is. He's gonna know. Nope. You talking about weed? Uh, I smoke weed. I don't listen to weed. <laughs> you feel me? I mean, I listen to it when I'm smoking. And so, motherfucker, I do listen to cannabis. Yes, Eminem is a. Would I also slide him some bail and say is Eminem a victim of his whiteness? Yes, mm-hmm. in in that sense that yes, you were elevated because you were standing next to Dr. Fucking Dre. Right. I mean, Dr. Dre yeah. could make a hit out of a Gatorade bottle. Fuck out of here. Like he some Dre beats, some motherfucking. Book, <laughs> Book, book, blast the shot, and a motherfucking Gatorade bottle's going platinum. So yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that. It's, that. it's, it's Dr. Dre. It's, it's Dr. Fucking Dre. You put anybody, you put me with Dr. Dre, and he'll produce a hit. Exactly. And so that's that's the thing. Is like he got that. He got the 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 elevated white boy status. Uh, you know what I mean? He cashed in on so many of these different things. Yeah. And so. Yeah, that's great. It got him a lot. It got him elevated to the highest and of a lot high of honors. His was his antics? Yeah. It wasn't just his albums. It was, it was like, yo, this white boy too. is doing some crazy shit, right? Hundred percent. Like I was in, I was living in Oklahoma City growing up. I think I was working for Pizza Hut at the time, and uh, my homeboy Donald. He worked there with me, you know what I mean? Him and his brother Ellis, they was all mm-hmm. about, you know, just having like regular looking cars. But yeah. them motherfuckers had beats in them. <laughs> like them cars were <laughs> hit. I remember Ellis used to have his station wagon. His brother Donald had, uh, had a, a, a Chevy Corsica. But these motherfuckers, when you got in the cars, they just pounded. And so um, we were going to, what was we going? Oh, we was, we was going to smoke. So we was going to get a stick. So we hopped on the highway real quick because there's a little, mm-hmm. little gas station just the next highway exit up. And so we uh we getting onto the highway and he fucking rolls the windows down and fucking cranks the shit up and he's this is the first time I heard Eminem. <laughs> and so he was like, Oh man, you ain't heard of this dude, this little white boy, he clowning, dude is crazy. He be saying some wicked shit. And so I was like, All right, cool, put him on. So he puts him on and I think it was the first off song I ever heard from Eminem was that uh, <laughs> I don't know why this world keeps turning oh, round yeah. and round. But I wish it would stop and let me stop off right Yo, now. That, now, now that I say that, I got to pull this song up because that shit is so... <laughs> We it's gonna take this, it's, it's gonna called be a, it's called it's round be, and round. It's gonna it? be a fucking or, four hour pot. <laughs> oh god, no, no. I don't have it in. Me. I don't either. Uh, but no, the uh, this is the longest conversation we've ever had about Eminem. I know because I want to I, I want to put it out there it's just just so when people come back later on and they be like ah oh, man I no I've always been consistent on how I felt about Eminem. Um, but the uh, my my first impression of him was well, my whole point was the. Uh, the crazy shit that he was saying is what made me remember him. I'm like, yo, what is he gonna say next? Now, right. now I wanna hear right. everything. 
I want to hear what anything he touches, he's going to kill it because he's coming at it from this crazy angle. He's talking about popping pills. He's talking about murdering his baby mom. He's talking about fucking <laughs> killing whoever he wants to kill with chainsaws. And he, him and his homeboy made a song about being a ghost. And like, it was, <laughs> yo, it was, it was yeah, some dope he ass did, shit. When he did his second album, though, White America, yeah. that song, I think that's what really made him you know because at the time president bush wanted to shut him down because he had fuck bush and all his gear and shit yeah. and but he really threw white america in their face he and did. i think that's what made america him stand out that was his like suburban moms were mad they wanted him gone gone out of there they protested and that's what made I re- yeah i remember watching him fucking listen listen this is the crazy this is the first song i ever heard from him this is on this is on that first album And so yeah, that's like, that's like that was what my introduction to Eminem was. So I was like, yo, this dude is coming crazy. Yo, so when when his album first came out, uh-huh. in in your neighborhoods where you're like, yo, white neighborhoods must be crazy. <laughs> they just killing their guinea pigs and slapping their guns. Nah, okay, so so nah, okay. Backstory: I'm from Oklahoma, okay, <sighs> and I spent a lot of time back in the day. I'm gonna get I'm, I'm gonna get personal for a second. <laughs> I spent a lot of time back in the day. Navigating the streets of Oklahoma with all kinds of different homies. You know what I mean? I had homies, you know, I had black friends. I had a few white friends. I had more white friends once I left Oklahoma and went to the, the military. Uh, but the few white friends that I did have, they weren't rich white friends. They were poor white friends. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were poor just like, uh, you know what I mean, the vast yeah. majority of everybody else on that side of town. So I was familiar with the trailer park. <laughs> Because we that's where we go ditch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like who's gonna look for me in the, in trailer, the trailer park? park? Nobody. My dad gave my dad with his with his smart ass passed me down his old car. The car that he had had since like fucking the year I was born. Right? So everybody who knew my dad knew this knew car. car. So he passes me down this car. So as I'm driving around the motherfucking streets of OKC when I'm supposed to be at school, uh Everybody's calling him, yo, I just seen your son on Northwest Expressway. I just seen your son on Southwest 59th. I just seen your son on blah, blah, man. So I just said, all right, cool. I'm gonna start going to the motherfucking trailer park. Ain't no niggas looking for me in the trailer park. (laughs) Ain't nobody gonna recognize that car in the trailer park. And so I knew about the trailer park. Um, So that wasn't what was surprising to me. So what was surprising to me was that somebody like you got to remember, this is nineteen. Uh, what was this? Nineteen ninety six ish. I want to say, um, nineteen ninety seven. Eight. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere out. right around in in that era, right? And so you got to think at this time, Dre is a god. 
He is the he is an right. early god. Yeah. Dre has come off of NWA, got shit on by Ice Cube, reformed himself, has come back, death row. This motherfucker's everything he's touching is going absolutely nuts. And now he is putting his prowess, his at, at his height behind this white boy. And then this white yeah. boy is spitting some crazy shit that you've never heard people spit before. You've heard right. you've heard rock songs, you know what I mean? This, you know, in one way or another, describe some of the shit yeah. that he's describing, but they're not being as vocal, they're not being as direct, and they're not no, being as most lewd. songs before even rap artists, like at least you'd code talk. Eminem was just straight. No, he's straight up, straight one hundred percent. And so I think it was that combination early on that a lot of people were even. I'm I'm put make you I'm a hundred percent. I think people back then were trying to put him in the top 10. <coughs> and maybe at his height, maybe after a couple of, you know what I mean, what mm. I think, his first album did really well uh, as he was coming out. His second album did even better. Uh, the Eminem show, I think, kind of, it, it gave a little Peed bit of a different a direction. Bit. And then after that, there's a, there's nothing but hits and misses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's tried to recreate the old magic. I don't know if that's working. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff that you know what I mean. He he's kind of gone uh, with a very emotional response to how yeah. he was received. Uh, and to me, that's more of what his legacy is than the dope couple of albums you gave me in them first few. You know what I'm saying? And so, no, there's no way in the world you could ever be considered top ten. You're not even above Ti if you're gonna go that route. No, you're not even a. You're not. I mean, and I'm saying Ti as Ti is like the top of the class. I think below the top class, right? And so you're not even at that level in my eyes, in my opinion. That might be a hot take for some people. A lot of people may may disagree with me. Some people may have Eminem as their favorite rapper of all time, and that's just to me probably somebody playing identity politics the same way we do when we vote for a black president. So I get it. <laughs> I understand you. We, we should play. Uh, remember Will Smith put an album out in 05 called Lost and Found? No, but that shit is lost and I don't want to find no, it. No, he, he had a song on there. A? Called, no, he had a couple. He was, I don't know how many were on there. <laughs> but he, he had one track on there called Mr. Nice Guy. And it was Eminem talked shit about him. Remember? And he was like, it, it's kind of. I, I listened to it twice again yesterday, and I was like, you know, yo, Eminem Will Smith got it. An M- Eminem Will Smith battle is nuts. <laughs> Eminem Will Smith battle that was a thing. No, well, M called him out, like talk, said said his name in a song, like kind of just talked shit about him, you know. And he's like, uh, Eminem oh, saying just, my just name in a song, Eminem yeah. shit, gotcha. Yeah, and he was like. Um, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying, uh, what's wrong with Big Will? He just stays classy. And I was like, damn. The whole I mean, shit with Will, he might cuss in his raps now. So you're not, okay, Will Smith pioneered the rapper to actor move. Hell yes, he did. He is he's the pioneer of taking himself into a whole nother atmosphere almost as soon as he got here. Ice Cube saw it too, and he was like, Ooh, I'm getting that too. Yeah. I mean for real, because they you gotta understand like when a smart Cube. Let me let me back that off. I'm gonna back that off real quick. 
and I'm not going to qualify with smart or dumb or anything like that because that's fucked up. Uh, but when a black man realizes that he's got an opportunity and is in a position to cash in and on that opportunity and run with it, mm-hmm. it can, I mean, you see, you see the 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 results of that. You see the Will Smiths. You see the Jamie Foxes. You see the uh, 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 the the P Diddies. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when you let a black man who is historically in this country not been shared uh, or not been passed on to uh, uh, or, or the knowledge of a lot of business <laughs> and trade and you know how different ways to make money like the type of shit that Nipsey was trying to get people on mm-hmm. you know what I mean Nipsey was trying to get you on, on that's what the whole the whole mailbox money thing was you know what I mean like he, he's trying to get mm-hmm. you to learn how to make money when you sleep you don't understand why so many people get ahead of you uh, uh, so easily and so fast until you understand that these people understand how to make money without working right. or how to make their money work for them uh, so you know what I mean it's a change in mentality but when you see it happen in the, the like I said the Will Smith who you know get an opportunity he sees a way up out of there or you know what I mean or he sees a, a way not even up out of his situation because I don't know what his situation I don't know Will's story but uh, whatever West his Philadelphia was born and raised I mean I don't know you know that's 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 on Will. The playground. He spent most of his that, days. That, that's Will. <laughs> I don't know if that's Will. I don't know if that's William Smith. I don't know if that's Big Willie. Um, but if you have a opportunity and you have the means to go about and and, and make a, a a a splash, young black man, listen to me. Do it. Do it. Get Do, paid. Go through the, whatever it takes. Do it. It's not impossible. The only thing that's impossible is for somebody else to be able to instill in you the motivation in order for you to go ahead and do it. Don't wait for somebody else. Do it for yourself. Do it for your kids now or your kids in the future. Do it for yourself in the future. But understand that there is ways out here to make money. And I'm not, I'm going to get off this pedestal because uh, I'm feeling great. But <laughs> There's ways to go about and get yourself out of the trap. You know what I mean? Just just be open to uh, uh, uh uh, uh, searching for the knowledge and executing that shit yourself. The hardest thing to do is to take the first step. But once you take the first step, you take the second step, and now you're walking. And so that's how that's just how I feel about that. Big Willie, Big Willie style. <laughs> uh, damn, how the fuck we go from from Eminem, from Snoop Dogg and Eminem to uh, Black Empowerment speeches? About well, since we're on hip hop, you know, Malik B of the Roots passed. Yeah, I was gonna get to that. I didn't want to lead with that. Um, but yeah, shout out uh, to uh, hip hop. Lost a uh, a great soul. Um, I guess, uh, and I'm not putting nothing out there. You know that that's not already you know well known public knowledge. It's at all, it's sometimes a troubled soul, uh, but somebody who did embody um, a lot of what the struggle and the, the struggle and and the eventual success uh, story can look like. Uh, Malik B. Uh, one of the original founding members of the Roots uh, passed on uh, today, and so uh, I, at this time there's been no cause of death listed. Uh, listed, and so uh, we just wanted to, you know, give uh, send our thoughts out to all all of the fans and his friends, family, uh, everybody who's mourning his loss. Like I said, uh, we're not all perfect. Um. 
And so we can only hope that, you know, in, in the day that we, we, we go to rest, um, that people can, can sing our praises, remember our names, and that we do something worth being remembered for. Uh, so R.I.P. Malik. <clears throat> so, all right, what you got, man? We uh, we we kind of got out of, out of step there for a second, but uh, season two. What do you want to do? Episode four. Uh, let's jump into uh, that's dope or who raised you? Great. So I'm gonna go ahead and rock first. All right. So um, that's dope. Is uh, do you know who Randall Wyatt is here from Portland? He's in uh. I've, he's an MC from Speaker Minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has yeah. his own solo stuff. Yeah. Um, he's also a youth advocate at, uh, or a student advocate at Portland Youth Builders. Okay. Um, he uh, got tired of basically seeing gentrification in Portland. And uh, I'm pulling up the page real quick. While he's pulling that up For those of you who uh, hear this term Thrown around often uh, And are just You know I don't know You don't understand the term You don't know the definition uh, Gentrification Is basically what happens uh, When you have an area That's probably a little bit run down Typically it You know It's, it's an area where mostly A minority group lives Whether it be blacks Latinos um, uh, Anything You know uh, uh you know any any ethnic group, um, or just like I said, basically people who are just under uh, under the poverty line, and um, it's what happens when new new money comes in. Uh, they basically take over uh, all of the businesses in the area. They kind of start to jack up pop properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the process of renovating and improving. A house or a district, renters. yeah, just so that it conforms to more of like a middle, 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 upper class kind of a taste. Uh, and the sad effect of that usually is the people who live in that area or who remain in that area after that investment comes in and all these different places start to open up, uh, they no longer can afford to live in that area, especially if they're not homeowners themselves. Uh, so, yeah, that's what gentrification is. So, um, he, I don't know exactly how he, what, what caused him to start it, but I know just being in the community and hearing people's stories of what happens. Um, and he obviously saw these in his own neighborhoods. Um, there, so he started this, it's called Taking Ownership PDX. And mm-hmm. it's a community collective of contractors, realtors, neighbors, people who want to donate, you know, businesses. Um, and they come together to renovate and revive black-owned homes that people have requested help. Um, so uh, he he mentions, you know, there's nothing that can undo the decades of harm imposed upon Portland's black community, uh, you know, like to redlining, yeah. gentrification, systematic racism. But what they've done is they've gotten estimates of what work needs to be done for these people and then they take donations and um, these contractors and people will come together and go do the work and they show the receipts of everywhere they go and so these people are donating their time they've actually completed some projects Mm. and it's 
it just it hit the ground and just boom, it blew up dope. that quick. Dope. So shout out Ryan and Wyatt. That's dope. That's dope. Uh, so I'm gonna go for the obvious layup on this one. Um, <laughs> shout out to the people who have been downtown. Um, for the past 63 plus days Depending on when you're hearing this um, Who have done everything from March peacefully In certain groups at certain times To engage with officers and State police officers At other times uh, And has essentially Turned this city Or at least parts of this city Into a virtual war zone uh, for what they believe in Because as of this recording uh, The plan right now uh, We are recording this right now On what's today Wednesday July yeah. 29th yeah. Um, and I'm reading a story right now The Guardian is reporting The Trump administration is to pull Federal paramilitaries out of Portland Starting on Thursday in a major reversal After weeks of escalating Protests and violence They also reported that that's false who said that? Department of Homeland Security. Well, he said that that's not quite what they agreed to. Oregon's Governor Kate Brown says she agreed to the pullout and yeah. talks with Vice yep. President Mike Pence. Yep, she did. And then, uh, Brown, what's his hold name? on, let me finish. Brown said state and city police officers will replace Department of Homeland Security agents in guarding the federal courthouse that has become the flashpoint for the protests. Um, Donald Trump said the pullout would not begin until the courthouse is protected. We're not leaving until they secure their city. We told the governor, we told the mayor, secure your city. Uh, but the announcement is a significant retreat by the Trump by the administration after Trump sent federal port, federal forces to Portland at the beginning of July to end months of Black Lives Matter protests. He described as having dragged the city into anarchy, which is bullshit. It's literally bullshit. Two two blocks. Yeah, it's two blocks. It's right where it should be. Two fucking blocks. And it's literally only centered around the police and the fucking federal courthouse. Fuck you guys. Um, so I don't know. I mean, let's say I'm, I'm seeing multiple places here that are reporting this. Washington Post, um, K2, which is local, mm -hmm. Yahoo News, Wall Street Journal. You know what? I'm just smoking this whole episode. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, CNN. So, I mean, they're all saying that they, <coughs> oh, actually, no, CNN is the one person, okay, CNN is reporting, this is one day ago, so these are all, the ones that I'm yeah. looking at now have been within hours, so we can, we can chuck the CNN one. Uh, we can also chuck the K2 News one, because that one was also a day ago, so these are all within the last few hours. Um, hopefully that is the case, but, uh. If that, if that is the case, you know what I mean? Hey, that's dope. Y'all stood your ground. You made the nation take a look. You're right. Uh, even though I may not personally agree in how the tone uh, and the focus of this whole debacle with these federal agents has detracted from the purpose of the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. Uh, that does not preclude me from being able to uh, recognize when somebody gets a dub 
<laughs> you know that's a dub. <laughs> like you can you can be salty all you want to. LeBron can put fifty nine points on your head, and you could be mad about it. That don't mean that they didn't still get a dub, <laughs> right? That's a dub. A dub's a dub. Uh, so shout out to them uh, being able to stand your ground uh, in your city and tell federal agents who are not from here, who don't live here, who've mm-hmm. only come here to uh, brutally attack protesters with uh, gas, pepper balls, uh, in some cases physical brutality. They're there illegally against the Flashbangs. convention. Yeah, you know, shooting people with, with rubber bullets in the face. Um, and let's not, those rubber bullets are rubber tipped bullets. Yeah. They're not, they're still bullets. And they're not tiny. And they're, it's like getting shot. Yes. We've been shot by them. And they shot a dude in the face, in the head. Two of them now, or three now. There was a, another reporter who got hit in the, it was by, he got hit with a pepper ball, but it hit, he had some goggles or, or a mask on. Trip got hit right here. And it, it hit it hit the mask and it shattered that. And then the shrapnel from the shatter cut his face uh, open. Man. Um, and he's back. He's back. And he's back. Um, shout out. To I want to shout out to all of the networks who have been uh, uh, covering this on all types of platforms from Facebook to Twitch to uh, YouTube to Reddit, Twitter, um, all of the people who have been broadcasting the real, real unedited look, live looks at what's going on, uh, because it allow it yeah. doesn't allow a different narrative to be painted. Like, it's not all roses and shit for the protesters. <laughs> it's definitely nowhere near that for the cops. No. Uh, and a lot of times the cops get this fucking you know extra narrative. You know they they basically get qualified immunity both in the courts and in the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know what I mean. Shout out to that. That's dope. You stood your ground. You know what I mean. As of right now, these motherfuckers are supposed to be leaving. They've already left places like Seattle, but where are they going? You know, that's the next thing. Uh, Chicago. They don't want to go to Chicago, man. I'm oh, telling they you. are. They're hey, already heading. They, they, if they go to Chicago, hey. it's a that's a different. I don't I don't wish that upon nobody, but uh-uh. I'm telling you, Chicago is not Portland. No. Chicago is not Seattle. Chicago is not uh, New York. Chicago, Chicago. Chicago is Chicago. Okay. Yeah, and if, a- you, if they're going there for what I think they're going there for. You gonna send federal agents into the hood? Uh, they're saying it's to calm the protesters, but where you gonna go arrest why, them at? What? Yeah, where you gonna I go? Think, I think this is their attempt to. Oh, we're gonna get guns off the All streets. All right, so let me let luck. me tell you this. What you mean, get guns off the streets? Quit putting them there. Quit putting them on the street. What the fuck you mean? Where, it's <laughs> like people say, oh. Well, Guns in Chicago. We've proven time and time again that guns are being planted in neighborhoods well, across yeah. the country by the federal government. Niggas just walking down the street Pallets to get a, get a motherfucking Slurpee and run across a goddamn Rambo case. Like, fuck out of here. This ain't no video game. This is some real shit. No. Is this Call of Duty? You, you know better than to go into the neighborhoods in Chicago because you know what weapons are there. You put them there. Right. So... Uh, yeah, let's let's hope that's not the case because I do not I do not want to see another young life ruined. I know Chicago is in a Chicago is in a, in a weird state because it's yeah it's it's like Portland, but instead of protests, there's murders. But those murders can happen anywhere at any time, but they usually only happen in certain areas. Like a 12 block radius. 
and you can go anywhere else in Chicago and it'd probably be one of the nicest cities you've mm-hmm. been to. Right. It's, it's crazy. probably one, exactly. So when people say, oh, Chicago, oh, Chicago, you got to understand what come with Chicago. Okay. Them folks that's coming down there and protesting, the folks that really, really give a damn, see, they come from areas where you got to walk around with a gun. You got to walk around with a strap. And if you happen to come across one of these dudes and something happened and, and he gets away, and let's say you identify him, well, then you got to go pick him up somewhere. And guess where you got to go pick him up at? And you go rolling in there with your little federal ass and you know all souped up with guns, you're going to be outgunned by the time you turn the first corner. Don't do this. Mm-mm. Don't do this. This is not where you want the next transition of power in America to begin. You don't want the next American Revolutionary War to start in Chicago, Illinois. I guarantee you, you don't. Because this is the thing about black people. A lot of y'all might not know. We just like cousins everywhere. <laughs> I'm not playing. We like cousins everywhere. <laughs> and what that mean is if you fuck with our cousins over there, we might fuck with yours over here. <laughs> Don't do that. No. Nope. You see, every time one of these protests start off in one city, within three days, every major city in the country is covered. Within two weeks, small towns, suburban cities are now included. And right now, I've even seen some places in southern rural Oregon. Fuck out of here. You must be crazy. Anyway, uh, give me your, uh, who raised you? So I'm sure you caught up on Stella Emanuel. On what? Stella Emanuel. No, catch me up. The doctor. uh, Oh. Go ahead. So... I'm not She's a doctor She's But her um, Her website's existed For eight days now Um Eight days Uh huh She's claimed to cure A whole eight Yeah Website And then She's also a uh, Founder and pastor Of a church What about Houston. What about Flat Earth Is she a flat earther I haven't heard yet I haven't read yet I would bet she is Um She said the cure was HDQ or whatever um, but has shown no work that she proved that she cured 350 plus patients of COVID um, she's standing in a YouTube video wearing a lab coat as a doctor and supposedly surrounded by other doctors who are telling YouTube even pulled it, Twitter pulled it everybody pulled it Wait, so this wasn't like a press conference? No. This was just a YouTube video. Yeah. And that somebody went and filmed in front of, what was it, the Capitol? Um, I don't know. I don't know where they filmed it, but it was filmed somewhere, and they were talking about this. I thought, and I thought it was like the U.S. Capitol steps in the background behind them. I, I just barely saw the video, because like you said, they, they pulled it down from everywhere. Um, yeah, and I think that's where they're at doing it. Uh, yeah, she was at the Supreme Court. There that's it is, where Supreme she was. Supreme Court, okay. And uh, 
it was published by Breitbart on Monday. So it's just a bunch of people, well, doctors, supposedly. <coughs> supposedly. But, um, Alleged doctors. Alleged. Yeah, her site's been up seven days, and all these people that actually believe this shit, because, I mean, she also said Magic 8-Ball is uh, witchcraft. A Magic 8-Ball um, is witchcraft. But having sex with demons and yeah. treating coronavirus with hydro, hydro, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Um, that's that's normal. Okay. She also... What did... She said... Um, Alien DNA was being medical treatments, was being used in medical treatments. You know um, what? I, you that know was what? like five years ago. Hey, hey, that might be the one thing about her I believe. Um, <laughs> and then uh, she says uh, that she blames uh, medical all medical conditions on witches and demons. Um, okay. They have sex with people in a dream world. And they turn oh, they into a woman, it. and then they sleep with the man and collect a sperm, and they turn into a man. They sleep with the man and deposit sperm and reproduce more of themselves. Direct quote. Wow. Um, she said, the f- "Gay marriage will result in adults and marrying children, and Jesus is going to crash the Facebook servers if they don't restore her videos." So, I mean, Jesus could be the Russians. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. So if you believe this bitch, who raised who you? Who raised you? All right. My who raised you goes out to a one Mr. David T. Price. Have you heard of Mr. David T. Price? Have you? It sounds familiar. Oh, it's going to sound really familiar in just a moment. What Mr. David T. Price hailing from, I'm going to give you two guesses to guess which state Mr. David T. Price is from. But I figure you only need one. Florida. Exactly. Mr. David T. Price coming to you from the great state of Florida. He is a business owner. And just like most other business owners in this uncertain time, uh, was able to take advantage of the uh, a loan from the PPP, the Paytech Protection Program, issued by the U.S. government to small business owners so they could be able to keep their, pay, their employees on the payroll during these uncertain times of the coronavirus lockdowns in different states. And instead of... Well, actually not instead of I believe that they said that his company was roughly about $30,000 in the red and he received a loan of I'm gonna let you guess how much $4 million and that would be crazy right because you're like oh my god he must have a big workforce to take Uh care of and you know they're gonna need that money you know Mm -hmm. all right whatever and so what does Mr. David T. Price decide to do well on the way to disseminating those funds uh, that he just received from the U.S. government to all of his employees, he made a quick little pit stop all along the way, and he just happened to purchase himself a $318,000 Lamborghini. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's get down to brass tacks here. <clears throat> Who raised you, nigga? <laughs> 
I come from a world of drug dealers, hustlers, pimps, fiends, and all of that shit, right? And there's one thing that you learn early on when you hit a lick. <laughs> Especially if you hit a lick, if you broke, which I imagine he was not broke. I imagine he, you know, being a business owner, he, he's, he's probably, you know, okay, like I said, but he was he was still 30 grand in the red. Um, You learn real quick, don't buy no flashy shit. Matter of fact, you learn this by watching the motherfucking movie Goodfellas. <laughs> hey, 100% motherfuckers got popped over fur coats. Right. Bruh. You... People are stupid. And so if you're going to do some some misdeeds behind the scenes, all right, I ain't going to knock you for that. But what I am saying is you don't go buy no $318,000 Lamborghini in Florida in the middle of a pandemic after just accepting a $4 million loan from the U.S. government. Well, I mean, if you're going to commit crimes... Don't involve the government at first. You know? That might be the tip. Who raised you? Who the fuck raised you? All right, man. We're going to get off these dumbass motherfuckers. Uh, man, we had 150,000 deaths from corona uh, in the United States of America. Uh, we make up, I believe, somewhere about 20-some-odd percent of all corona deaths in the world. Um, that is not a good stat. Uh, considering that there are countries out there who literally have, a, I say countries, multiple, that mm-hmm. literally have a billion, that's with a B as in boy, a uh, billion people billion. that billion. fared through this fucking virus better than us with less deaths. Okay? Billions. Billions. So, um, just keep in mind, y'all, this, this is not going away. Coronavirus is real. It is not a scam it is not a um, hoax, a scare tactic, a political. I, I hear the the things out there. Oh man, why does it seem like something comes around every every election year? Every election year, no shit is here all the time. Some of you motherfuckers just don't be paying yeah. attention, right? It ain't just because it's an election year. Maybe it's amplified. It happens, but yeah, the shit is real. Yeah. Shit happens all the time. Sometimes you just don't pay attention. Um, so let's keep that in mind, man. 100, 150,000 people dead. That's overflow for any any stadium in the United States of America. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Stay socially distant. Stop being dickheads. Stop walking around making it about yourself. And I can't stress this enough to all of you people out there who say that a mask doesn't protect you. It's not meant to protect you. It's meant to protect me, you fucking retard. I think I got to edit that. No, you don't. Okay. Um, it's not meant to protect. My mask is not meant to protect me. My mask is meant to protect you. Matter of fact, that's what I'm going to write on this mask. I've been writing on my masks, uh, writing little messages for people. Um, You know... Have you seen the protesters that are getting arrested in Portland? The agreement they have to sign before they will release them out of jail? Out of yeah, 
I didn't see the agreement. What, what, what? Give me the gist of it. That they cannot be caught at another protest. That becomes a whole separate crime. So they're barred from expressing their First Amendment. So literally, they're they're being forced to sign away their rights. Yes. Fuck because that. they're charged with the crime. Bitch, fuck you. Take me in. They're taking them in on federal misdemeanor charges. Take me in. Take me in. What are you going to do? Where, where are you going to take me? Is it a justice center? We're spending our tax dollars on arresting misdemeanor people spraying pay paint, spray paint on the side of a building. Take me in. Take me in so then I can call out there and then I can tell somebody on the outside that y'all beat me and y'all did all this shit to me and so then they going to turn up on the outside even more. Take me in. Turn up. I'll turn this motherfucker out. Take me in. I ain't signing shit. No. <laughs> um, dude, did you see the... Uh, <sighs> number 45 uh, crying about his approval ratings in respect to doc- Dr. Anthony Fauci the other day. <laughs> Did you see this shit? Oh my God. Yo, I thought I was watching Alec Baldwin. I was like, yo, did Saturday Night Live start back up? <laughs> so, honey, like, what the hell? This dude uh, really got up there and went on rambling about his approval rating and compared to Dr. Fauci. How can he be more popular than me? Maybe because he's not a dumbass. Mommy. Yeah. <laughs> the voters. Man, hey, you know, his niece was telling us about this shit, though. That's why all of this shit makes sense now. Right. All of it makes sense. And I keep, I, I said this before, and I'm going to keep saying this. If you view everything that Donald Trump is doing through the lens of he is trying to stay out of jail. It makes sense. Everything he's doing makes sense. He's literally throwing everything at the wall just to see what sticks. And then he's doubling down on that. And he's repeating that process every week. Every week is going to be something different. He's going to do something that's going to get his little, the little chum waters of his base stirring. And then he's going to react to that. And then he's going to try to double down on it, not realizing that everybody else is like, you fucking idiot. (laughs) So, you know, that's what it is. Um, oh, where? Oh, shit. I can't he, find it. He is crying about his motherfucking approval rating. Crying about his motherfucking approval rating. And compared to the national, the, the, the leading ex, uh, 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 expert in, 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 in was it was he a pathology or epidemiology expert uh, in the country who served under four or five different presidents in the middle of a pandemic after he has been giving mixed messages for so long giving bad information trying to completely forget about it at one point he completely fucking tuned it out and you wonder why his approval rating in regards to the handling of the coronavirus pandemic is higher than yours (sighs) Maybe we should throw a who raised you on there too, but we know who raised this bastard. We 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 just got all 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 the details in his, in his, in his niece's book. <laughs> we know who raised this bastard. So you you heard what he, what four or five said about or what impeach four or five said about <laughs> suburban lifestyle dream? Yes. Oh, I mean, come on, man! Is we dog whistling? 
is Bruh. we dog whistling. We ain't even dog whistling no more. We cop whistling. That's that's traffic cop whistling. He <laughs> gotta be traffic cop whistling now, because dog whistling implies that you're saying things that people don't understand like a dog whistle humans can't understand can't hear the pitch of a dog whistle so it's saying things that are supposed to be undetectable by the group that you're trying to mm-hmm. avoid you know uh, uh hearing it he's just openly saying this shit now yeah that's that's cop whistle bruh what, what's i mean what are we doing i mean the what, pie. no i'm not not you shut up you you high as fuck over there <laughs> Yo, if y'all can see, which brings me to another point, we will be adding video in season three. Uh, but if y'all can see this motherfucker Chris over here right now, yo, I, th- I think he, after about what? How many joints you just smoke? About three, two, three, three, three. So yeah, after, after joint number three, he just like fuck it. He just over. He, he didn't turn the chair to the That's side. Three before it came and got you too. <laughs> he he eat a Seven Eleven lemon pie. <laughs> you know, I figure. <laughs> Trump's president I can survive this Yo yo, yo His eyes lower Than Trump's approval ratings That's pretty fucking low <laughs> Hey this is why It's two regular guys Plus weed man. Sometimes it's Two regular weeds Plus guys uh, Going to uh, Oh dude NFAC You know who these guys are mm-hmm. Grandmaster J And the NFAC NFAC If you don't understand Stands for the Not fucking around Coalition And They They ain't nothing About these motherfuckers That screams We we here to fuck around (laughs) Right Yo It is a massive group Of armed Black Um I, I would assume Mostly former military members, um, but they are organized. They are unified. They are heavily armed, and they are mobilized. They, if you if you caught glimpses of them before, uh, I believe I saw a video not too long ago of the uh, a protest going on in the neighborhood where Ahmad Arbery was shot. Yeah. And you had all of these black people with guns walking through this neighborhood. I think that was one of the early sightings of them. And then they went and protested at Stone Mountain, the Stone Mountain Confederate Memorial in Georgia. Um, and now, uh, recently, we, I just watched over the, the over last weekend, uh, we went to the coast, by the way, to get out of this fucking heat. Uh, sat out there for a couple of days Watched my sister's wedding On, uh, on a virtual uh, uh, wedding Shout out to uh, Casey And my new brother-in-law Trey um, But we're, we're sitting out there Watching on a live stream On Twitch And I look up and I say Yo There's a bunch of niggas with guns On what looks like Some government building steps What the fuck is going on here <laughs> And so we tune all the way in and Grandmaster Jay is the, is what I would assume the the, the platoon leader. Uh-huh. Uh He's giving, he's talking. He's got a few of his people around him, and down on down, you know, from the the there's nobody else on the steps, uh, other than probably about maybe he's probably got about ten to twelve people surrounding him up down the steps, all heavily armed. Uh, long guns, short guns, shotguns, rifles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's it, it's it's Do a de- we have a problem for real. <laughs> so um, 
it was so cold at one point he talking and his eyes kind of dart up and somebody has stood up I don't know if it's a building or a parking garage or something but mm-hmm. somebody if you can see a person's you know figure outline standing up on the top of that and, you know, like they had just come into sight and he said check roof two o'clock Everyone fucking with a gun that was up on them steps took down <laughs> took down the one knee and all them guns came out and was pointing. <laughs> <laughs> and he had the microphone. He said, I don't know who you are, but you about to get shot. <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I'm you know, I'ma give you a warning. Mm-mm. That was the warning. That's a threat. I don't on your know life. who you are. Not if you don't move. I will shoot. No, I don't know who you are, but you about to get shot. <laughs> Man didn't waste a word. And that motherfucker backed on up off that roof. <laughs> Did you blame him? The cops. This is the most important part. No, actually, no, second most important part. Also, who has showed up out there that day to counter protest was a local group of the three percenters. Oh, yeah. They, as the uh, <laughs> NFAC had taken to the grounds uh, around whatever that government building was, had been relegated over to a small little corner area where they just stood on and watched. Uh-huh. I believe at one point they had weapons out. And I believe very shortly after that, they were told to put their weapons away, which they complied uh, when you see that you're probably outmanned and outgunned 15 to 1, you tend to go ahead and comply with things. That's how we feel when the police show up, so we should know how that feel. Um, so when he got into his, in his little bag talking about them, mm-hmm. he humiliated them publicly in a way that I don't think they have ever in their lives as men felt before <laughs> and then turned to him told his people move out the way and said you got a problem with what I'm saying shoot me and repeated said phrase three times now I don't know where this nigga's from but where I'm from niggas don't just look at a group of armed white dudes and say shoot me because well they might be obliged to shoot your ass <laughs> And if don't nobody know where you at, they'll do it, bury your ass, and go back to drinking beer. My point is, he's a different breed. <laughs> Eminem with the crying Jordan face is hilarious. Um, so M reacting to Snoop saying, that "Yo, Snoop. the internet is gonna go wild with that shit right now." And so, uh, shout out to the NFAC, the Not Fucking Around Coalition. And uh, if you got some shit going on in your city and motherfuckers ain't acting right, there might be a uh, <laughs> there might be a traveling group of individuals you might be able to reach out to for some support. I'm just saying um, to all you people in Chicago uh, <coughs> who may be dealing with an invading force here pretty soon. Um, what else? What you got over there? Uh. Blazers. As a matter of fact, let's get into. I mean, we gonna we gonna switch the mood up real quick. All right, you wanna have you you wanna play music now? 
Yeah, what you want to do? I don't know. I was just smoking the whole fucking episode. I mean, I pretty much figured that that's what we that's what we gonna do. It's just high as shit. It's some new music dropped, man. We 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 gotta play the new music. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna switch it up here just a little bit, because uh, I feel like this goes into a lot of the current times, and it's one of my favorite artists of all motherfucking time. Uh, Lupe Fiasco just dropped another project. Oh, uh, well, actually, not even a whole project. I believe he just dropped. Uh, <clears throat> it's uh, Lupe Fiasco and uh, Kaylin Ellis uh, just dropped a, a little short project called The House or House I think it's just uh, the name of it. it's an EP so uh, this is a track off of there called uh, LF95 um, let's see if I can make this shit go there you go, there you go. probably need to turn the volume up yo 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 I got this beat all Are we going to talk about the wall of moms or are we going to ignore it? Yeah, no, we going to get into it. Let's cue it up. First, I took a screen record. Hell, Lupe might even get into it. This song's so current. Then I had to export the QuickTime file for audio only. Then I dumped it in the band. Looped it up. Hope you understand. That's just process. Now, currently I think about what to say. Okay. Uh, another day in coronavirus. Hope we never touch like papyrus and a stylus. Old school means new school. Don't wanna waste your time or skirt the issue like a tutu. I was thinking of moving the IG live over to, to YouTube. Reporting live from the scene like a news crew As you view the ship shape, carnival bar Even the crews knew who's who Prove three, that's what you'll do When there's nobody else left to prove to Verge, right Lupe on my Lupe We go back like Just Blaze Made beats for the two-way Back then I used to do it for the hoorays Last night I posted up a pic of me, Cole, and Toure At the Grammys with the matriarchs of our families Every once in a while a rapper asks how can he become social like Sammy Rest in peace Fred, rest in peace Versus I hope you both wrapped around some wings like the recipe at churches Levels, y'all were both two-piece specials Peace, peace That might have been too deep for them devils Shoulda never gave us shovels Don't kick pebbles at rebels without schedules Lyrical stickler, young Riddler From Chicago, the Midwest, they don't get no Midler That last dance looking Mike, Judge Mathis look alike Kid and play at that house party, just know that my foot is like Laurie, from planet self-explanatory It's all love, but sometimes you gotta chastise the shorties Go in the house, kids, essential ventures only And mask over the mouth, kids And if you didn't know me, call me Rap Anthony Fauci That black, blackity, grouchy mouthpiece Ramadan breath, print rug pointed at Saudi Tuck it in and square up, get reacquainted with your hairbrush Cause just cause Andrew's a barber, that don't mean he giving haircuts that landed suitably, worded beautifully. They heard that I was sick, now they heard immunity. Uh, choose wisely. You can use the time to be in shape or eat a cake. Tonight I might post a picture of me and Drake. You gon' have to see and wait. Make do I eat a date. Peace. War, I guess cause it's on the album. I gotta give you more like Islamic Spain. 
another chocolate rain to see the vein like narcissists in the mirror i peep the game like cartridges and rf switches freezes and glitches i channel three to trilateral commission it's more my speed until it soft lock let's flip a golf plot my drive is for you to put your face in a hole like ostriches if you got a cough I so lf95 is like a cough drop meets cough car meets bane that's a birdie let's keep playing Bird box on a sunken ship full of coins. A seat change. Enough raps, let's teach names. <laughs> Lupe on the lyrics, of course. The phenomenal Kaylin Ellis. Yeah, he murdered, he murdered that shit. This I don't know if you're a Lupe fan or not out there, but Lupe been killing like shit for a long Chris time. Torres. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like his his catalog, his catalog altogether is just fucking is ridiculous. Um, shit, Eminem's not even better than Lupe. He's not even higher up on the list than Lupe. No, and my, and no that's no, my no, list. No, no, no. My list. Okay, this is all my lists. Um, I know a lot of people out there thinking I'm just I'm no fucking industry insider by any means. I don't know anything other than just being a fan. So don't come for me. Fuck y'all. Y'all can all kiss my ass. But this is my list. So, uh, you brought up the wall of moms. Yep. The wall of moms. What's your What's your thoughts? You saw what they did, right? No, what they do. So, um, the lady that started the group, uh-huh. Matt Barnum, said she wanted to turn it over to black leadership. She agreed to turn it over to Don't Shoot PDX. Then she got famous. Okay. She filed for 5013C. She says it's global now and that they don't support Black Lives Matter. They're everybody's lives matter. So she got famous on the curtails of the Black Lives Matter movement and... Pulled back. So I mean, we get to watch out what's what's happened historically in the United States play out in real time. Right. Cool. Awesome. History repeats itself yet again. Nothing yep. new under the sun. Nope. Nobody fucking with sun. Um, it's insane how uh you find that even when black people fighting for this cause have all these other people come out as a result of these black people fighting for a cause and yet you look into these massive crowds of hundreds to thousands of people every night for the last 63 plus nights and that group of black people is the most alone group of people in that whole fucking thing. There's, of course there's people out there spray painting BLM because, well, let's be let's be honest, right now it's acceptable to spray paint. You can't get caught removing Black Lives Matter from anything right now. And so, it's easy to co-opt for people who are just wanting to do it for the sake of uh, 
spray painting and, and you know spray painting public property or private property any property right yeah. and those people exist out in that group by I mean they're 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 quite a they're they're quite prevalent among that group. They do not they do not have a a, a dog in the race, uh, or, or when it comes to Black Lives Matter. However, they feel some type of way about the government and the protesting, and you know what I mean, and and, and you know what I mean the the uh, uh, having a total straight up sense of you know anarchy, right? Anarchists. Is it is it too is it is it too uh is it too much of bashing the left to say that anarchists would like to see anarchy? I don't think so. I don't think that that's something that somebody could criticize before, right? No. And All right, that's a fair statement, right? Is it? I don't know. I can't tell. I can't say right to you, but is that a fair statement? Do you think so? What? An anarchist would like to see anarchy. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Okay, so because people think anarchy, they automatically think chaos, and that's totally the opposite of what anarchy brings. But if you do get to enjoy it like a fucking slice of pie after a dinner, after you've been doing <laughs> your good job of contributing to society and help filling in potholes and helping homeless people and you know whatever the case you may do, and then you decide, oh, I'm gonna get me a nice little bedtime snack. And go down and chuck bottles at a federal building and eat some tear gas. <laughs> Is that off? No, that's exactly what's going on. Okay, so um, it, then there would not be it would not be uh, out of this world to suggest that there are some people down there who just enjoy the physical part of rebelling against the government in whatever form that is. Versus having an alliance, an allegiance, or a um, uh, a f- an attachment to the blo- the cause of people who are who you know Black Lives Matter. Right. That's not that far out, that far fetched to say that this group exists, right? And so then, well, if that group can exist, other groups can exist, and the Wall of Moms is one of those other groups is somebody who says hey they may have had the best of intentions and I guarantee you the vast majority of those women do I I would venture to say I'm, I'm even going to be giving and I'm going to say 100% of those women came out there with the cause of ending the violence and allowing black people to have a voice mm-hmm. I'm going to say that and then just like you said now you watch it devolve. You watch it devolve into something that is more tribal, that is mm-hmm. more opportunistic, and that is more um, fame-driven. Uh, you put yourself on a pedestal. You you start to gain some type of iconic status, and that is way too tempting to turn down. Like you said, you, you, a lot of people, and when this shit first started, I think at the end of our, our first season, you're going to find out what happens when rubber meet the road. Mm-hmm. 
and some of these people are literally faced with the choice of having to give up some bit of their privilege in order for black people to have an equal footing. And you're seeing it play out right now. Mm-hmm. Was she willing to give up something that she had not even had before? It wasn't like she was she she knew what this life was like, this 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 fame or whatever the case may be. She didn't even know what that was mm-hmm. like before. Mm-hmm. She didn't even know if it's something that's gonna be good for her life. Mm-mm. It may ruin her life. It might. It might backfire. It may backfire. Right? You don't even know, but you're still you're not even willing to give up the unknown for a black voice to be heard. You're not willing to give up the unknown. So how 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 can we expect you to give up the known? How can we expect you to give up your comforts? How can we expect you to give up your advantages? How can we expect you to give up your extras? How can we expect you to give up your 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 peace of mind in order for everybody to have that equal feeling. That's interesting. I don't know. So, um, I hope that's not the case as far as like how this moves forward. I hope that maybe, oh, she's made some <laughs> some real good comments on social media herself. Give me something. Give me something good. I know you can. I know you gonna find something. Fine, look, look that up. I need, I need to hear that. That's juicy. Uh, while you looking that up, um, oh, dude, this motherfucking Reese's uh, fudge brownie been, been staring me in the face for a minute. Okay, here we go. Some good ones. <laughs> Sixty fucking screenshots. Sixty screenshots. Yeah, just in this one. Oh, somebody had it out for her. Um. Dude, there's so many. The, um, they were trashing her because all of a sudden they got they got swooped by another group, Portland Protest Bureau, and the PPB. Instead, they and people were like, "But we thought we were supposed to listen to Don't Shoot PDX." Okay. And so she came on, and people were talking, like. You know, people have specific needs, and when it comes to supporting the work that we're doing, um, and you can, you know, use other organizations uh, to your, you can support them uh-huh. on your own, but you've used this to get here, so we're sticking, you know. Yeah. And she says, hi, moms. It's come to my attention that the Woms are under the impression that Wom only takes leadership advice from don't shoot. That's incorrect. After she had came out and said, that's the way it's going to be. Um, she <laughs> sa- and she says, we listen to all black voices. Okay. So she's opening up the door for the other group. Don't shoot offered us Demetria and Danielle for protest leader help. That does not mean that we are unable or unwilling to listen to other black leadership. I'll be sure to update with a post regarding this. This was after she already said she was relinquishing control. So what would your opinion... So shut the fuck up. Right. It just kept going and going. Oh, of course. Because once it hits social media, it's there forever. Yeah, and um, it, it just... 
it gets bad. It and and it's yeah. So what I'll say is this: but she went and got a five hundred one C three, which now she makes a profit off anybody that uses Walla Moms. So this is this is my thing right here. When you start getting into the finances of protesting, it's a very very touchy thing. It's very nuanced. Mm-hmm. Okay, the amounts can be deceiving a lot of times and then there's sometimes that just some straight up crazy shit happens um there was an there's a situation also recently uh, and I only bring this up just because I want people to understand the enormity of what's going on um there's the riot ribs uh, yep. you heard about that yep. right the riot ribs um was a uh, a group of people who were taking in donations um, to fund uh, fixing, you know, cooking for the people down there protesting. Yeah. Um, it was and and homeless and anybody, yeah, and anybody anybody down there, yeah. right? They were just they were taking in money. They were cooking. They were using that money to go buy food and supplies, and they were cooking uh, and giving it out for free. Um, something happened where people decided to run off. Hey, I got some shit we can roll up over here too, if you want. Oh no, I was just <laughs> cleaning up. My- <laughs> um, the uh, riot ribs uh was approached by I don't know if it was somebody who was with them previously or whatever. Um, I don't know all the details of this, so I don't want to go off and start saying this person did this or this person did that. But yeah. the story that I saw was uh, somebody came and approached the people that were there. They forced them a- away. They were yep. armed. Yep. Uh, they took over the operation. They started a new, um, I think it was a cash app uh, deal. And, you know, they started putting up signs or whatever saying that, you know, donate to this one and this, that, and the other. And they put out a statement saying that the people that they had forced out, uh, allegedly, were um, the previous people had taken off with the money and there was about $300,000 in the account. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who he was... Um, referring to had seemed to confirm this from a different Twitter account that I'm not 100% sure was them uh, but it was a different Twitter account that had acknowledged the things that he was alleging and said that they were disbanding um, Mm -hmm. and that they were taking the money that they had received uh, in donations and dividing that up amongst other groups mm-hmm. uh, that were down there that they felt they needed the money to go to. However, the accounting came up to I think thirty something thousand dollars that they had sent out or that they had shown receipts for. Up to that point, I haven't seen what the updated uh, uh, mm-hmm. any updates on it was because, as far as I know, they said they were shutting down the Twitter account. Um, <clears throat> but my point is, you're dealing with even if it's on the low end here. The low end, we're looking at thirty something thousand. The high right. end, we're looking at like three hundred thousand. Right. These are not small numbers of money to deal with by any means, shape, form, or fashion. People, if you are down there and you are a group that is receiving donations and money, 
Use a little bit of that and hire a motherfucking attorney. Hire a motherfucking accountant. Accountant, yeah, somebody that can take care of all of that. If you're not a person that is used to managing finances of that magnitude for right. those causes and how to keep keep accurate records and things like that, like. There are lots of accountants out there who work for uh, like places like the ACLU and things like that that can help you with this. Yeah. QuickBooks. Get it. It's free. Okay? Don't get yourself screwed over. Put it into a bank account. That way nobody can just run off with a fucking... Uh, a, 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 a cash uh, cash app uh, balance like it's come on man this is I'm, I get that it's 20 you know 20 and people this is how people move things and this is how people donate but if you're not the sole proprietor of something and you're entering into a group of even two or more it would be intelligent if you're taking on that amount of money to just get a fucking accountant or a lawyer or like Chris said fucking QuickBooks something Something that, that, that gives you some type of security. So right. if the other person decides they just want to up and leave and go on a coke bender in Vegas in the middle of the night, that you're protected from them being able to just take everything and run with it. And you can continue to fight the causes that you're fighting for. Yo, if we get $300,000 in a GoFundMe for us, I'm taking it to Vegas and going on a bender. I mean, oh. we, we still got a pot, so I guess I'm there with you. Yeah, see? Donate to us. Yeah, we good. So we can go Let's on do a it. bender. Let's do it. Uh, we, can, can, <laughs> we, can we make up our own cash app? Uh, cash app. Uh, two guys on a coke bender. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> oh man. Um, speaking of Grandma. Oh God. <laughs> um, grandma is. Let's see here. <clears throat> grandma is probably the last person. In your family, um, depending on how old you are, when you listen to this, grandma is probably the last person in your family old enough to have seen the last time Mike Tyson fought live. But that's about to change. <laughs> we got coming up in an exhibition match. Now, in one corner, we have. One of the slickest talking, one of the shakiest moving, one of the prettiest punching. About to get knocked out. One of the, 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 the clownish commentating boxes of all motherfucking time, Roy Jones motherfucking Jr. And this man is about to get knocked the fuck out by, in the other corner, <laughs> we have still to this day probably considered one of the most dangerous men on this fucking planet with his hands have you watched his oh my they get, videos they're fucking nightmare fuel Ew! could you imagine getting hit by Tyson hey, can you imagine running into that motherfucker drunk pissed off in a fucking alley one night just knowing ain't nobody else around and he's pissed off because his girl just walked off with some other dude and he just want to fucking put his hands on somebody and he know that ain't nobody gonna see him if he just lay a quick two piece on you Ugh. you're dead dead if you ain't dead you better play dead <laughs> oh, Tyson hits me. I'm, pl I'm playing dead no matter what. Brain instantly swollen. Okay. Bro, I'm going to try to dive that hit as Bro. hard as I can and just play dead. I don't think Roy Jones. I think. No, no. Let me take that back. Because I've watched some interviews in the last couple of days. Now, I think Roy Jones Jr. is 
starting to understand what's happening. What he's done. What he's done to himself. Yeah. Because um, he went that. Yeah, I'm a oh to oh wait. I, because you know what, a lot of people are hyping up saying that this is a precursor to Tyson Holyfield three. Because Evander's training too, from what I hear. Yes, he is. And when Roy Jones Jr. figures out that when, when I guarantee you, when Roy Jones Jr. was first approached with this idea, Who I don't know. Maybe may, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was his idea. But in my head, this is how it played out. They went to Roy Jones Jr. and they said, "Hey, Roy." Man, it's been crazy with this coronavirus. Hey, the UFC's kind of figured out a way to do this. If we could just come together and do like a charity match real quick with like, let's say you and... Another fighter. Like, let's say Mike. Let's say Mike Tyson. What if you and Mike Tyson was to get in the ring and just do a few rounds just for like charity? You know what I mean? Well, well, how would you feel about that? It was like, you know what? With all this shit going on, ain't no real fights and nothing going on. Let's get the people something. Yeah, yeah, I'd do it. I'd do it. And then so Roy, probably for the first couple weeks, was just chilling. He was making a few phone calls. You know what I mean? Because he, he got all the time off. Ain't no boxing happening. He ain't doing no commentating. And so Roy was just like, man, let me look some shit up on the internet. And then he saw that video of Mike training. <laughs> but he had already signed the contract. <laughs> This some bullshit, man. This some bullshit. All right, what you got? What you got? Who you got? Who you got? Oh, Tyson. Who, and and how? First, uh, I think Tyson plays with them a bit. Two or three. You don't think they make it go all the way just for nah. shits and giggles? Nah. Tyson wants to hit people. That's what he's born to do. The man is born to fight. Let him fight. Man. Mike Tyson got that kind of power that hit you and make you shit yourself. Right. Like you, you might go to sleep. <laughs> like you, you probably could have just gotten done taking a shit. You could be walking out the bathroom after <laughs> just getting done taking a shit, and Tyson hit you on your butt and you just shit all over again. I didn't think I had it in me. <laughs> he knocked the shit out you. Yeah, if you lived, Bruh That man is a beast. I I don't think there is a time in my life. Past, present, or future, that I will ever be able to take Mike Tyson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point in my life. I don't even. I know Mike's older than me. He's so, 53. Yeah. There's no way in the world I'd ever. There's no point in my life. Even if Mike is like 90 years old in a fucking with a walker. Nope. nope I don't give. I still nope. don't trust that uppercut. Nope. No. No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> so yeah, that's crazy. Um. NBA is supposed to be restarting tomorrow. What you think? I think they just need to just give it up and go home. Agreed. As much as I love NBA basketball, as much as I want to get on here and talk about um, how dope the the court and everything looks, and you know how you know it'd be dope for them to be able to pull it off, and it looks like they're gonna be able to try to pull it off until I think until shit really gets stirring for a minute. Um, We're looking at. If they if they get started, mm-hmm. we're supposed to be looking at one month from now. Yeah, 
them being able to have family members join them in the bubble. And what I'm assuming is like the bubble right now is probably full of all the NBA team staff, trainers, necessary coaches, people, necessary personnel. But then at some point uh, we've got, you know, this X amount of teams that'll be disappearing. And right. so that room would then open up and you'd be able to bring in people's families, of course, being that they've been tested. Uh, but I think that that's if they're able to get to that point, we may be good. But yeah. I think at that point, mm, if anybody catches COVID in the league when the playoffs start, I think the whole thing dies. I think you go, you 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 live with the fact that you got a regular season done uh, with an asterisk, and you live to fight another day. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think uh, odds are on NFL? Uh, I I don't think they're gonna happen either. Look what happened with baseball. Day one, boom, done. Oops. So is baseball done? No, not yet. They're just I mean, but they're already canceling games. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking crazy. That is nuts. You had you had all this time to get things in order. Maybe maybe the NBA is the one that gets through because they created that that supposedly sterile environment. So did everybody else. Everybody else tried to bubble? Yeah. Nah, they were a little more spread well, out. They had quarantines and stuff. Yeah, no, they didn't go to the extent of they what the have, NBA. They didn't and I, I don't it. think um I don't think you can with other sports. They didn't follow it though. What? The whole quarantine and all that stuff. Yeah, but that is different. In baseball, that's why they didn't. It's different, though. Like, you yeah. can't. It's different for the NBA. Yeah. You, for what you take in in one team in the NBA with players, staff, um, coaches. Well, let's just say players and staff. Players and then everybody that's necessary that's not a player. Let me show you. Right. Football alone, you got 53 players on yeah, the roster. Just on the roster. That doesn't even include yeah. staff, trainers, and, and coaches. In in football, a lot of those trainers are way more necessary than you know. You can reduce some of the trainers you have in basketball. Um, you can share yeah, you no can need, share though. trainers. Tra- players can work with each other. Uh, things like that, right? You can't do that in football. So you're instantly looking at a group of uh, I don't know. Let's say eighty four pe- eighty five people max for a football team per team and then you got how many NFL teams 32 so yeah you're looking at easily 2500 people yeah trying to trying to put in a bubble at least it's not gonna happen no so um I don't know man what you think you think uh any other sports are going to be able to pull off what the NBA's attempting to pull off? No. Why? They can't. There's no. There's no way. Because, I mean, just like with football, you've got way too many players in sports. You've got way too many. You got way too many factors. The um, MLS seems to be trying to get trying their best to get through it. Um, they started back up. Yeah. The uh think what is it? Six no, is it eight games I think the NBA is trying to finish out the regular season with and then go into the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna get nuts. Um 
one thing, man. Um, we're rushing right now. Why are we rushing? Huh? Why are we rushing? Rushing where? We're rushing everything. We're rushing to reopen shit. We're rushing to... Because we have this fake belief that the economy is... That the stock market proves how good of a country we are. But we're rushing everything. Like, the stock market has shown us that even during corona, once we get... Bars. Um... (laughs) Once we get down to uh, some type of a baseline of performance, yeah, then it's going to stabilize. It's going to find ways to rebound itself. It always does. Like yeah. it's not even. It's, it's, it should be the furthest thing away from people's minds right now. The only people who care about the stock market are Our rich people. Well, people who believe that the stock market has the value to make or break you. The people who are so heavily invested in the stock market that it will literally make or break them. Uh, But like I said, it rebounds. You you pay all these people with money to, you know, keep you in there. Um, You know, let them do their job. So um, the, uh, the point I'm making though is we all just need to slow the fuck down. Yeah, we do. Everything we want to do, we want to rush it. We technology doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter what it is. Um, we're gonna reset. We're gonna reset. It's gonna happen. Um, you know, cities like Los Angeles are already looking at their next set of stay-at-home orders and what that's gonna entail. New York, you better believe all these major cities have. Uh, have been having meetings in the last few weeks on and detailing what's going to what their next set of stay at home orders is going to look like. It's coming. You got to get water and food to everybody. You got to shut it down. Nothing moves. Two weeks at least. At least. Let the health except healthcare workers, medical workers. That's it. I say two week lockdown, and then people are allowed to come back out by way of being tested Mm -hmm. and we don't for some people it may be a three week lockdown for some people it may be two weeks in one day some people it may be a three and a half week lockdown but we plan for that and we make sure that those people are financially taken care of don't let them lose their homes exactly make sure they got food exactly water and health care and you set up testing centers everywhere yes everywhere a person should not have to travel more than five miles from their home to get to a testing center. I had to go a whole half mile. So, um, if you have a, uh, if you if you go and you get tested, you test negative. Mm-hmm. Cool. Welcome back to society. Hey, if you're some of the first ones, it's gonna kind of suck at first because you know there's nobody, nobody else, else but, out here with you. Know, you. Every day you'll see a few more. <laughs> Right. Hey, how you big? Don't fucking come near me. Um, and then at that point, we quarantine the sick. We test them again in another week, in another two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the extremely sick, yes, we do have to put them in hospitals. But now that we know this, we can prepare. For we it. can prepare for it. We can possibly redirect people to certain areas where the hospitals are not as full. 
we can basically space out a little bit more social distance <laughs> and we restart society within a month right. but if we keep on this half ass one foot in one foot out of the pandemic shit it's gonna it's gonna rage on for a while yep. and we gotta prepare for that and that's that's kind of where we are no we have no real plan from our government both local or federal on how to navigate this because they're not receiving good direction or they're not taking good advice. So get used to that shit, man. Just slow it down, everybody. Get used to it. Stop rushing it. Smoke some weed and just chill. Chill. Just hang out and let it flow. Just chill. Man, you got anything for the re-up? Not yet. I'm still working on it because it's... Ammon Bundy did another interview. All right. So uh, I'm still weeding through it. Hashtag Tory Lanez is a bitch ass nigga. Yep. What CJ said, except I can't say the last part. Um, Meg the Stallion broke her silence oh. recently. That's an update to that story. I was letting you do that. Uh, she broke. <laughs> she broke her silence recently uh, on a post, I believe, on Instagram Live. Uh, where she kind of talked about uh, how she had been feeling since all of this. Uh, you know, shout outs to Meg the Stallion. We hope you get better. We hope that, you know what I mean, that you recover fully from this, both physically and mentally. Um, yeah. It's you can't imagine what that young girl is going through. Uh, if you know her story, you know that she's lost both of her parents uh, at a young age. And so that's the one of the things that I really didn't even think about this was, you know, when this happened to her and she ended up in the hospital and all this stuff is going on and she had to go through this at this young age uh, yeah. without even a parent around to console her. Yeah. That's got to be tough. That's got to be tough. So, uh, but she did during this uh, this piece say that she is not looking to protect anyone in this. She did not name Tory Lanez as the person that shot her directly. Uh, however, you know, I, I don't think that that's odd considering the fact that I guarantee you she has an attorney who's told her what to and what not to say. If her, uh, bro, her, her, her attorney was probably holding the phone. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like yeah. sitting right there behind the phone, like cut that. Hey. Nope, don't say. It. Uh, her 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 friend. She posted something that yeah, she pulled a knife or something, and then next thing you knew, that was gone off social media forever. Right. And uh, I was like, huh. I also had heard some rumor. Uh, that I guess had been has now been um, debunked or denied or whatever that she was she was fighting with him and he shot her to get her off of him. Um, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Hashtag Tory Lanez is a bitch ass nigga because there's no way in the world there's no situation that if she unless she has a gun herself pointing that shit at yeah. you you don't shoot a girl Tory Lanez you don't shoot a woman Tory Lanez in this fucking violence against black women everywhere Tory Lanez you don't shoot Meg the Stallion you fucking idiot hashtag, hashtag Tory Lanez is a bitch ass nigga that's my re-up <laughs> oh man um 
Dude, I don't know, man. You got anything else? I don't. I'm high as shit. All right, shout outs. Uh, shout out to all the all the protesters uh, down there that ran the feds out of town, um, or you know, hopefully ran the feds out of town. Uh, we'll take a look at that, bring that back to you on a reup in a later episode. Um, let you know how that all turned out. I guess by that by that time we'll we'll know whether they actually did leave or not. Um, and then. Uh, once again, shout out to what are about to be, in my opinion, our essential workers again. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh man, you dude. Man, people people keep complaining. And you know what? The funny thing about this whole Portland shit, uh, downtown, mm-hmm. is that the federal officers oh, overall, let's see, what started it was was it just it was basically graffiti they documented 22 cases of violent graffiti graffiti and justified bringing federal armed forces to portland graffiti i want yeah. y'all to hear this and understand this what started this federal officer response and clash nightly in portland oregon was a response to violent graffiti break paint so, um, when you're when you're out there listening to whatever news source you get it from, whatever bias you may have, uh, when when you're talking about this stuff, understand that the overall response was for graffiti. That's why I have no problem supporting or at least showing my support for any of these groups that are out there, right? Because regardless of what their purpose is. You came and picked a fight over graffiti. You didn't come and pick a fight over anything else other than your feelings were hurt. When's the last time federal soldiers were unleashed on our own people? I don't know, like what, the 60s? It was what, like Kent State, wasn't it? Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah. So, and we saw that ended. Uh Uh-huh. So, yeah. I'm good Um, One thing for anybody out there Still listening uh, Please do us a favor Follow us on You know Whatever platform That you're listening to us on Uh, Just hit that follow button On the homepage uh, So you'll be notified Or you know We'll pop up Every time we drop A new episode Uh, Please share us On your social media platforms Uh, Help us grow this thing We're trying to move up uh, just a little bit here and there every uh, every season uh, our goal for season three and season four is to be able to um, do this a little bit more out on the open uh, road uh, and actually get out there and touch and talk to some people uh, yeah. pull up on some people and stuff like that and we're going to need the ability to be able to do it so um, we need to help grow this channel in order to be able to make those moves uh, so please go ahead and uh, shoot us a uh, email if you ever would like to shoot us any topics that you'd like to hear us discuss. Uh, that email would be t w o r e g g u y s four two zero at gmail. That's two red guys four twenty at gmail. Uh, and then what's the what's the Facebook, bro? It's. Um Two regular guys plus weed plus sign weed. 
two regular guys plus sign weed on Facebook. Um, so, yeah, I'm good. You good? I'm good. All right, man. Well, signing out. Two regular guys plus weed. I'm CJ. I'm Chris. All right, man. We'll, we'll catch y'all next week.